0: me. Shannon Farron.
1: We all know how this
0: goes, that the government shows up, tells us how much they care, and they do nothing. Gary Hoffman. I believe we'll make it out of here because, because I choose to believe it. From the makers of the 33 comes Gary and Shannon. I eat rocks.
2: I get pretty sick. Recibe por la popa. La lavadora esta muy enojado.
1: John Here we go. Here we go. It's my turn to make come in a little day.
3: hot today, huh? I apologize. Go, go, Blanket apology to everyone.
2: What did you have for breakfast?
3: Nothing. That oh, may be oh, oh, why. Oh. I'm trying not to eat bacon every day. And I think that... I just think it's probably a bad idea long-term for my health. (laughs) uh,
2: What, are you a
3: doctor now? Yes, I'm a doctor. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Was there a concern? Well, and then there was this uh, tweet I saw from uh, one of the uh, sports sites that said, if you had to redo one play in Super Bowl history... What play would you redo? Hmm. So that started me down this road. Despite the fact that the 49ers are back in the Super Bowl I know this
0: you week. should
2: be overwhelmed with happiness. I know. Huh. <clears throat> Everybody sees a little black cloud. Maybe I'm done someday. with it. Maybe
3: I'm done with all of the, uh, the attention-seeking behavior for the day. Maybe not. Maybe not. We have breaking news. Oh, this on is good. A- well, good news? No, yeah. because then you've got these kids. You've got five kids. Oh,
2: that's right. But it, I mean, their mom's taking care of our grandma's taking care of them. Yeah, right? that's true. So there's that. Uh, the Fotis Doulos case is apparently over. According to multiple sources, Fotis Doulos killed himself
3: this morning at his home in Connecticut. Police and paramedics are on the scene there. They have called it a suicide. Paramedics were spotted giving him CPR or trying to give him CPR outside his garage. He was due in Superior Court this afternoon for a hearing, and he was out on bond. He was out on $6 million bond, but remember he had some issues. He had a couple strikes against him, and it seemed like the judge today was going to revoke that bond. In September, Fotis Doulis had an issue changing the batteries of his GPS monitoring ankle bracelet, and that was strike one. And then, of course, we reported last week that Fotis Doulis violated the conditions of his release by getting out of his car. He was able to go to, like, church and maybe the office and then court. Those were the three places he was allowed to go on this house arrest, modified house arrest. And... Last week, he went to the memorial for his dead wife and took some things from it.
2: I'm looking at you, Scott Peterson. Weirdo. New York Times was reporting that they found Fotis Dulos in his garage, apparently having tried to kill himself uh, with uh, carbon monoxide, uh, I guess, successfully. Law enforcement authorities at the scene attempted to revive him but were unsuccessful. Uh his uh, weird lawyer, the guy with the super long ponytail, Norm Pattis, has not responded to any requests for comments as of yet.
3: Jennifer Dulos, his estranged wife, who he was in a custody battle with, a just a bitter divorce, she was last seen in May. She had dropped off her kids at a nearby school, and that was it. And they believe that he was there inside her garage waiting for her when she got home, lying in wait, and that he brutally killed her in that garage. There was surveillance video that showed him and his girlfriend dumping several different bags of trash, or Jennifer, I don't know, uh, in several different areas the night that Jennifer was last seen.
2: Jennifer's blood, of course, was also found on the seat of a pickup truck that belonged to one of Fotis Dulos' employees. Um, Police said that Fotis used the truck on the day that his wife was killed. The search warrants revealed that the 2015 black Chevy Suburban of Fotis Dulos was spotted on a residential security camera parked on Thuron Drive, which was uh, just basically around the corner, but it was a dead-end street from Jennifer's home. And the assumption is, of course, that he was lying in wait when she got back from dropping the kids off. Police took 19 swabs from that vehicle, including ones that appeared to be blood-like stains. Uh, this, The case itself is not over. Because for for a couple of reasons, number one, they still do not have a body or or evidence of a body. They have apparently Jennifer's blood and some of her clothing items, but no body. The other thing is that Fotis Doulos' now estranged girlfriend and a lawyer friend of his are still charged in this case with things like uh, tampering with evidence, um, conspiracy to commit murder. So the case itself is not over, and there, I guess, is a possibility that maybe the two of them do have an idea of where Jennifer's body is, if it exists in any sort of...
3: Prosecutors say that the evidence shows that she was dismembered, so I don't know how much of a body you're going to find. But But Michelle knows the answers. The girlfriend knows the answers, because she was with him when they were dumping
2: those bags. So here's a legal question. Yeah. Let's assume... Just for the purposes of argument that she flips and she goes states evidence and she'll testify against this a-hole of a boyfriend that she was shacking up with. He kills himself. There's no more case. There's no more testimony on her behalf. Does she still get credit for deciding that she's going to.
3: It depends when she decided that she was going to flip. If she's been working with the prosecutors for months now and helping them and aiding them and and putting together the pieces, then I believe the good faith would be that she would not be on the hook for the murder, that they would continue with whatever deal that they had worked out.
2: But she'd have to give up information. I mean, she'd have to have something valuable. Yeah. That's just a. Well, And
3: it's interesting because when we saw the first tweet was that uh, emergency personnel had been summoned to this guy's house. And I'm like, did he kill himself? And you're like, he's too egotistical. And I was like, you're right, because he is like that Scott Peterson guy, right? So it is kind of shocking that this guy would kill himself because of everything we know about him, that he felt like he was above the law. He felt like he was untouchable. He was taking stuff from his dead wife's memorial, the wife that he killed.
2: I also wonder today, of course, he didn't show up in court when he was supposed to. And I wonder... When the actual suicide took place. Right. Was it, it, was it, was it this morning or was it a couple of days was, ago? Or? His
3: hearing is supposed to be at noon. So, oh, you mean like, did he do it today? Or yeah. Was
2: it? Yeah, because it says the update from uh, from the Connecticut Post was at two or uh, 1223... Fotis Dulos has not appeared in court. It's been Eastern time. There's a report of a medical emergency at his home. I've
3: got to believe that if there were paramedics seen doing CPR that he did it this morning. Because if you've been dead for a couple days and paramedics show up,
2: they're not going to bother. No.
3: All right. It looks like Kobe Bryant and his wife had a pact involving helicopters.
2: This is interesting. I, You know what? I know a lot of married couples who have had conversations like this.
3: Yeah, we'll talk about it when we come back.
2: Gary and Channa will continue in just a moment. We also have a shot at a thousand bucks and how you can win it, we'll tell you in just a few minutes.
0: I got my money.
3: 40 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The final day of opening statements in the impeachment trial of President Trump is underway. President's legal team will conclude its arguments today. They're expected to make the case for ending that trial quickly without hearing from witnesses. The next phase has the senators asking both sides questions. That's expected to take about 16 hours over two days.
2: Talk about the coronavirus at the bottom of the hour, but the update is five cases in the United States. Um United States and several other governments are also going to airlift citizens of their countries out of Wuhan, China. The death toll in China is now up to 100. leader of Hong Kong says it's going to cut rail links to mainland China, ground half of the flights. The number of confirmed cases in China is up to 4,500. Uh, just a quick update on the Fotis Dulos thing very quickly before we tell you how to get some money. Uh, there are reports that retract the death but say that he did try to commit suicide at his home in Farmington, Connecticut. Uh, I will say this. Based on the pictures of the body lying in the driveway and then the pop-up tents and the yellow blanket covering what we can assume was a body... I don't think he's doing well. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's dead.
0: All right, here's your chance
2: at $1,000.
0: For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword CASH, C-A-S-H, to 200, 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CASH to 200-200.
3: And remember, you got to pick up the phone. If you don't, they will move on. So will your money. It looks like it'll be coming from a 513 area code. Your next chance to win is next hour. And every hour here on KFI, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. through 620.
2: We learned a, a little bit more about the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter, uh, seven other people. The uh, Sikorsky S-76B was flying from Orange County up towards Thousand Oaks to go to a basketball tournament and very foggy on Sunday morning. There was a, uh, there was a transmission between the pilot and air traffic control. And he was worried enough about the weather conditions to ask flight controllers to keep track of the helicopter. And as he was approaching Calabasas, they said the Hills at about 150 miles an hour, They radioed the pilot to let him know he was too low for them to see him on radar. So, and this is the new part, he started climbing to make sure that, number one, he was going to clear the mountains, but also, number two, was going to be high enough so that he could be tracked on radar. The pilot climbed, based on uh, the radar information, 765 feet in 36 seconds, enough to clear the hills nearby. But that's when something happened. They don't know if something went wrong, if something broke, if something malfunctioned. But that is when the helicopter suddenly veered off course and started descending very rapidly.
3: There were a couple of mountain bikers in the area that had taken some really just horrifying images of the ball of fire of that helicopter exploding. Um The man who wanted to remain anonymous talked to the UK's son and said out of the fog came a helicopter and it slammed into the mountainside about 200 feet from where we were standing. He said we were close enough that we could feel the air from the propellers. There was a huge fireball. One of the helicopter doors landed about 10 to 15 feet away from us. Helicopter parts flying everywhere. He says there was very little left. They they rushed to the wreckage to, to help out, but he said it was obvious there were no survivors. It turns out we're learning that Kobe and Vanessa had a pact where they would not fly in a helicopter at the same time. That's a pact that you make when you realize that there's an elevated degree of risk involved with a particular activity. Well no I mean You have friends that made what 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 are those what is that packed? They wouldn't fly. Well, I would.
2: Or? I would say that if um, we've had discussions, the wife and I, and friends who have kids as well, that if we're going to go somewhere, do we go on the same flight?
3: Air travel but, is so is so safe when you, right. when you well, take helicopters
2: out of the equation. Helicopters are relatively. Safe. I mean, how many how many helicopters are in the air? I mean, right now over L.A. Orange. Riverside, San Bernardino counties, dozens probably. It's just that
3: when you hear about crashes involving air travel, I feel that disproportionately it's usually a helicopter.
2: Um, The the conversation is if something happens to my flight, at least it's not going to happen to your flight. We don't orphan the kids, you know, in the event that something happens, in the event that something drastic happens. I don't know anybody who's actually done it. I don't know anybody who's actually booked two separate flights. But I know people who have had the discussion.
3: I mean, it seems really severe when you're just talking about a 737. Right. Um, But to have that conversation about the helicopters uh, leads me to believe that they knew that there was elevated risk with that kind of travel. Uh, and, And Kobe Bryant has relied on a helicopter forever. I mean, he would take a helicopter from Orange County to LAX every day when he was playing. Um, there was a story about Rob Palenka in his helicopter at one point that I read over the past couple days. And Rob Palenka, there was something going on with the helicopter. Maybe it was bad weather. Maybe it was an issue, some sort of uh, emergency on board or something and enough to make you pucker probably Rob I've Palenka seen. said he was uh hysterical and he looks over and Kobe is just as calm as as you could be
2: well there, there is something to be said about flying in general um you've been on helicopters right I mean the, yeah. they're they're not the most comfortable I've been on ride. military
3: helicopters right
2: yeah. they're not the most comfortable ride no. no I mean not just like it's bumpy I just mean it's it's different than what you're used to when right. it comes to a uh, air travel.
3: Everything is different.
2: So if you're Kobe and you do this dozens of times, if not a few hundred times over the course of the last 20 years, you're going to get comfortable with it. I mean, one of the things that, that he talked about, um, at least with the pilot of this particular helicopter, was you're my guy. I trust you implicitly. I've seen you work. I'm comfortable with you, and you're going to be the guy. That's um, – I don't know. I think you just kind of grow into that, I suppose. Uh, I don't know if any of the other people who were on board had had ridden with him before, you know, if this was their first helicopter ride or I don't know.
3: Well, we are getting a bunch of Americans out of Wuhan. This is ground zero for the coronavirus that has just spread so quickly. Yet we're getting a bunch of Americans and diplomats out of Wuhan and we're bringing them to Ontario.
2: Yay. Wait, we're so lucky. You mean Canada or California?
3: California. Right down that road right there. What could go wrong? Gary and Shannon, we'll talk about it.
4: Still glow, oh yeah.
2: Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Bunch of stories that we are following today. All the hits. Looks like Fotis Dulos, a guy accused of killing his wife, may have tried to kill himself. Still some conflicting reports about what's going on, but he didn't show up when he was expected in court today. When they got to his house, uh, they found, uh, I guess, him sitting in his car in the garage. Garage door closed trying to kill himself. So uh, it's not clear if he is, in fact, dead. Uh, There was one attorney who apparently said he'd been taken to the hospital, but there are images from the scene of his house that show a body on the driveway. And nobody's doing anything to them. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that.
3: We have a big event coming up this Friday. It is our first news and brews of 2020. We will be out at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Come join us 10 to 2 this Friday, January 31st for our... News and brews at HK's Bar and Grill.
2: Well, uh, coronavirus still con- uh, continues to be a massive story internationally. The United States and several other countries are airlifting citizens out of Wuhan to get everybody out of there. We, I think there are about 1,000 Americans was the number I saw, and 240 of them will be on a chartered plane to get away from what is uh, at least starting to be a an outbreak of uh, of coronavirus um, the plane will make a refueling stop in alaska and then come on out to uh, good old ont out to the uh, ontario airport
3: ontario uh looks like boarding priority has been given to u.s citizens most vulnerable to the virus small children older adults those with pre-existing health conditions that put them at greater risk
2: I did not know this, but Ontario International was designated by the federal government as an official repatriation center about a decade ago for something just like this. How do they choose those? I'm not certain, except that you're not going to do it at LAX because of the, the, the variety, the volume, the people coming from all corners of the globe to LAX. Um Maybe because you just have space at Ontario. It's a big enough area. Possibly. You can can land all kinds of different planes there.
3: When they return and they arrive at Ontario, they say preparations are being made to ensure that proper health, safety and security procedures are followed. That the airport said it's taking whatever steps are necessary to minimize the risk to the customers, the staff and the community at large.
2: Yeah, they're going to fly in from Wuhan directly to Alaska. Screen everybody on board. If anybody shows any symptom at all, they're going to keep them in Alaska. They're not going to be allowed to continue on to, uh, to Ontario. But then once they get into Ontario, they will again be screened by the Centers for Disease Control personnel. And then we'll keep an eye on them for a, a couple of weeks. The Department of Public Health, the State Office of Emergency Services and others are uh, putting together a reception area and temporary living quarters that are far removed from any of the passenger terminals in any other public areas. Uh, Ontario police and public safety personnel are prepared to ensure that no unauthorized persons enter or exit the area. But Ontario, like if you have a flight out of Ontario, everything is going to continue as planned. China itself has cut off access to Wuhan and to 16 other cities in that area to prevent people from leaving and spreading the virus even further
3: here's where the numbers are at right now 106 people have died from this and they say it's infected more than 4500 people surgical masks are selling out across the united states because of fears over coronavirus the bat soup continues to get some news There was a woman named Wang Mengyan.
2: What? Why is that funny? I don't know.
3: I feel like I tried to have an accent with that.
2: Do you think when Chinese newscasters read our names, they're like, Bob (laughs) Susans? That's stupid.
3: (laughs) Yes. Okay. So uh, Wang had a video that is of her eating bat soup. And it's from 2016. And the video shows her tearing the bat apart and putting it in her mouth. The, the bat, by the way, is like a garnish on this bowl of soup. It looks like a bowl of chicken broth with a bat just perched on the side of the bowl. And it made the rounds because this thing started in an exotic meat market where you can get things like bat soup. So the footage shows this woman eating the bat. She talks about how it's delicious. It's nutritious. And apparently that thing made the rounds, and so she's gotten a lot of heat about it. So she's apologizing to the public. Did you see the picture of her with the bat?
2: That's not real.
3: It is real, Gary. That's a small dog. I know it's a large bat, and she's eating it. Uh, here, here it is in the soup.
2: You <laughs> are so stupid. It's very popular. Ah. Uh... That is a ridiculously large bat. She was twenty eight. Can I ask a question though? Uh huh. What does this have to do with the bat?
3: That's just her looking hot in a bikini. Oh. She was selected by Forbes as one of the most thirty successful Chinese entrepreneurs under the age of thirty.
2: Okay, you uh, say so. I I said yesterday. My fear is that the Chinese government is underestimating all of this. It doesn't benefit them at all to tell the truth here. Scott Gottlieb, a former Food and Drug Administration commissioner, also worries about this. He told CNBC, I think we are dramatically underestimating the cases in China by tens of thousands. As of right now, they say the confirmed cases of this coronavirus in China is more than 4,500. But Scott Gottlieb, and I believe that that number is probably at okay. add a zero to that. Oh, yeah.
3: Um, just keeping an eye on the Fotis Doulos situation. We got a report this morning that Fotis Doulos killed himself today. He was due in court. It seemed like the judge was going to revoke his house arrest because he had been breaking the rules by, I don't know, going to his dead wife's memorial and taking things from it. The latest now is that a situation is chaotic, that the family was told that he had died of a suicide. But there are now reports that there was a faint pulse on the way to the hospital. His attorney, Norm Pattis, said, I am told Mr. Doulas is in route to the hospital with a pulse. However, there are pictures from the home where there is a body on the driveway.
2: Yeah. And cops just walking around. They're not performing CPR they're not working hard to save the guy which i don't blame them so um when we come back the latest on what's going on on the impeachment trial Jay Sekulow outside legal counsel for the president is uh, is up right now before the senators we'll talk about the next few steps and what's going on with the latest John Bolton news as well
3: Gary and Shannon will continue
0: I don't
3: kind of better about the show now now that I know we have an all-star on board Nick had buried the lead he's been here what three two years three years two years been our producer a couple years and just today we learned that he was an all-star in what he's a pitcher he played first base
1: that was great we didn't know that about like him. like a line drive it was a great out <laughs> with huge bruise did you catch it I did I trapped it on my leg <laughs> Everybody cheered. Everybody cheered. I made a game-winning catch in right field one but they time. Cheered. Everybody tackled me.
3: That's really cool.
1: Yeah. What? How but old you? guys were don't you? ask me these things. How old were mm-hmm. you? Uh, I was like twelve.
3: That's like Sandlot stuff,
1: right there. Yeah, it is Sandlot stuff. Yeah, I picked up the beast and I came out on top. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM
2: six forty live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Reminder: News and Brews coming up Friday. We're going to be live at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. And word is Chris Little's calling in sick to be there, so uh, I hope i I'm heard, not. I
3: heard he wasn't calling in sick. He was just going to take the day off, which is fine, which is fine.
2: Blake didn't turn you off. I'll out. just take oh, the day yeah. off, yeah. Okay. Well,
3: Blake we'd love do to have, have you. Crap. Don't
2: blame it on Blake. Blake? Uh, yeah, we'd love to have Bring
3: you. Bring
2: your wife. Uh, she'll have to call in sick. That's okay, fine that's fine, okay, I don't care about those kids uh but I do there are some people I know in Ranch Gukomuga who are gonna come see you oh, that's very nice guy named Tony oh are they related to you Trudy and uh Wayne
1: what Dwayne. about your
3: what about your kids uh, I'll bring them yeah bring the kids Excellent. will come you on. do
1: improv Chris no.
3: yes and <laughs> yes, and everybody will leave
2: <laughs> um we, uh, we mentioned the coronavirus. A German man infected with the Wuhan coronavirus is the first person in Europe to catch it. Even though he's never been to China, this 33-year-old caught the disease in Germany from a colleague who was visiting China and got sick on her flight home. She was uh, from Shanghai, but had recently visited parents in Wuhan. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that story. At the top of the hour, we're going to get you more on the Harvey Weinstein trial that's going on. Really, you know... He's one of those guys that is lucky that there's so much other stuff going on because we would spend a lot of time on a Harvey Weinstein trial if it weren't for helicopters and impeachments and uh, coronaviruses.
3: President Trump's legal team is arguing that presidents cannot be removed from office over vague allegations of misconduct as the lawyers are trying to wrap up their arguments. And there is an ongoing point of contention in the Senate over whether witnesses should be called. Deputy White House Counsel Pat Philbin told the senators that America's founding fathers took care to make sure that impeachment was narrowly defined and that impeachable offenses were clearly defined and enumerated. And the arguments from the defense lawyers have really just kind of fought for the attention with the the news that John Bolton has a book coming out in March that explicitly says that the president threatened to withhold aid from Ukraine. Unless they opened investigations of the Bidens,
2: yeah, Jay Sekulow, the sort of the leader, I guess, of the president's defense team on this, said yesterday that there were no witnesses that testified to a direct link between that investigation that the president wanted of the Bidens and others that Ukraine was not going to get its four hundred million dollars in aid. His quote yesterday: Jay Sekulow's, not a single witness testified. The president himself said. That there was any connection between any investigation and security assistance, a presidential meeting, or anything else. Although, that directly contradicts what's reportedly in John Bolton's book. Now, there's a couple interesting things here. John Bolton has not come out publicly and said that. Again, this is just something that was in the manuscript that had been leaked out by who knows who. Um, This is I'm surprised, did not drive as much talk of witnesses as I expected yesterday. There were a couple of senators, the ones that we were expecting, Mitt Romney, um, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. Those, those three have really been saying, for the most part, that they would be open to witnesses. But it didn't push the needle, it doesn't seem, for any of the others that would be needed to actually you know, have the majority to call for witness.
3: Last night, Alan Dershowitz argued that even if Bolton's story is 100 percent accurate, it's not an impeachable offense. He went on to argue that the president has to break the law to be impeached. And he's getting a lot of heat from that because back in 1998, he argued during the Clinton impeachment that the president does not have to commit a technical cl- uh, crime. In order to be impeached. So now he's arguing the 180 of what he argued.
2: That's just ridiculous. I mean, that's yes. why,
3: why then why even use that argument? Right. Develop a different argument that doesn't completely perjure your <laughs> testimony of, from yes, 1998.
2: Right. Uh, but this I mean, it's politics. He as a lawyer is now getting caught up in politics and people on both sides are, are guilty of this changing their tune when it's their guy who's on the hot seat. Right. Um, Which
3: just shows you you can't trust any of them.
2: The other thing uh, about what's been going on that has been frustrating is that I think it was Jane Raskin. She was saying that using Rudy Giuliani is a colorful distraction in all of this. I think, you know, that Rudy Giuliani is at the core of this. And I don't know why necessarily, but this guy is dirty. There's nothing that he's been doing on behalf of the president that appears to be clean. And he's the one, I think, who's going to run the risk of actually going to jail in any sort of uh, real sense here because he's dealing with just morons and bad guys, it sounds like, when he's trying to get stuff done in Ukraine at the behest of the president or what he believes is the behest of the president. Uh, Hanging your hat on Rudy Giuliani and saying that he's a good guy in all of this doesn't make sense. I don't think the president's getting... There's no way the president's getting kicked out of office for this, but I think Rudy Giuliani better keep an eye over his shoulder uh, for the, uh, you know, state, the U.S. attorney in southern Manhattan coming after
3: him. Harvey Weinstein's trial moving faster than expected. We've got more accusers on deck. We'll get you all the latest when we come back to Gary and
2: Shane. And the Chihuahua. Don't forget the Chihuahua in the Harvey Weinstein case. Okay. Yeah.
3: And the Chihuahua. And
2: the Chihuahua.
3: Next. Well, we all get older. And, uh. Sometimes those things happen. Sometimes those
2: things happen. (laughs) So the Associated Press. No, she was afraid she was going to wet herself.
3: You know, some things are private. Like the time that Nick. Uh was at his grandpa's funeral. And what did you do again? I forget the story. You dropped the gifts I or was, something? No,
1: I didn't drop the gifts. I was the altar boy. And you, yeah, And I was bringing the incense back into the sacristy. Uh-huh. And I dropped it. And there was incense all over the floor. There was incense everywhere.
3: <laughs> and I, I think you said you did it during the show. No, it was after. But you called it the show. I and it was a Listen, funeral. It was your grandfather's funeral. I'm just used
1: to saying show because I work with you guys every day. It's always a show. Everything's a show. Tuesday, January 28th. It a Happy birthday, Mom. I
2: oh, have, we should it call Gene. You want to? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, wait, really quick. Later, did what? I
3: finish that? That Did I start telling that story about uh, the Associated Press? No, not yet. Okay. They, with, they have withdrawn the story about Fotis duelist dying of a suicide And there is a report from a Greek news outlet, take Uh, with that what you may, uh, that Fotis Doulis' sister is visiting the United States from Greece, and she's with Fotis Doulis at the hospital. He's in intensive care, she says, with a pulse, and doctors are trying to save him. The initial reports were that he committed suicide this morning.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, he didn't show up for court. He was supposed to be there for an emergency bond hearing today at noon uh, Eastern time to talk about the security on the $6 million bond he posted after his arrest at the beginning of the month. And bond was likely going to be revoked. The question was whether or not he would have been then immediately returned to jail. If it was revoked, revoked, of course, he would have. Then when somebody called the police, apparently, to go check on him, they found him in his car, unresponsive, motor running, garage door closed kind of thing. The images from the scene show a body on the driveway and there's another there's another shot it does look like i guess a couple of these are you know cops that are around him maybe paramedics that are trying to work on him and then a couple of other images show pop-up tents with a yellow blanket that would cover you know so that prying eyes can't see the body now they're saying that they may have found a faint pulse on the way to the hospital
3: This is the man who is accused of killing his estranged wife, the mother of his five children, She went missing in May, and he was seen on surveillance video with his girlfriend dumping bags of trash at several different locations. They believe that she dropped the kids off at school, went home, and he was waiting for her in the garage and killed her pretty violently there, may have dismembered her body. So he was due in court today at noon. He never showed up. It seemed like the judge was going to revoke his bond because he's been violating his house arrest rules by, you know, doing things like going to her memorial and taking things from it.
2: Weirdo. All right. Well, that as that develops, we'll keep an eye on it. The Harvey Weinstein trial is uh, out for the day. It was a relatively short day, but a secondary witness took the stand as part of the effort to corroborate an accuser's story in this case. Um, Mimi Haley is a woman who says that Harvey Weinstein forced oral sex on her at his New York City apartment back in 2006.
3: So her former roommate takes the stand and told jurors that... Her roommate told her about the encounter a short time after it happened, that her roommate was anxious and pacing as she remembered telling Harvey Weinstein, no, no.
2: Now, the roommate also says that she was the first one to say, it sounds like he raped you. Why don't you call a lawyer? And Mimi Haley didn't want to pursue it, didn't want to talk about it. Um, it's it's a. It's a weird. No, it's not weird. Um It's the wrong word. It's a very descriptive incident. Or when Mimi Haley took the stand, she did not pull any punches describing what happened. Uh, The incident, her telling Harvey Weinstein no multiple times. Then there was apparently a second attack as well that happened a couple of weeks later. The roommate
3: recalled thinking that it was stupid that Weinstein kept showing up unannounced at the women's apartment. And his lawyer, Donna Rotuno, said, you thought it was stupid because this older guy was trying to get your friend. Is that right? And she said, yeah. And the attorney said, and you thought it was funny. And the roommate said, we did at the time. And she remembered how her pet chihuahua named Peanut once chased Harvey Weinstein around the apartment.
2: Yeah, she described, there was another report that I saw, she described him as being terrified of the chihuahua
3: as as it was
2: chasing him around the apartment.
3: As Weinstein left the courtroom, a reporter in the hall asked, Mr. Weinstein, are you afraid of chihuahuas? And he smiled and said, do I look like I'm afraid of chihuahuas?
2: You look like you use mayonnaise as moisturizer. What do you mean you look like you're afraid of chihuahuas? You're a fat slob, you ugly bastard. Later this week, they say two more women are expected to testify about the alleged prior bad acts and then followed by a key witness who says that he raped her at a hotel in 2013. Um, This is after Annabella Ciora testified that Harvey Weinstein overpowered and raped her after barging into her apartment in the mid-90s. Now, that's outside the statute of limitations, but as we've been talking about in this case, as we saw in the Cosby case the judge is allowing witnesses to testify about these alleged prior bad acts so
3: it looks like the prosecution thought their case was going to stretch into march so the fact that it looks like the final witness will testify next monday
2: is, a, is that a good sign or a, a bad deal. sign well
3: it just think things have gone smoothly maybe there hasn't been a lot of cross and a lot of um rebuttal i mean i don't I'm not sure. Usually when you're a prosecutor, you know how much information you're going to get out of somebody before they take the stand and how how lengthy that's going to be. Because
2: they've already deposed these witnesses, yeah, right? I mean, right. they already, they know, already what, know what's coming. Um they are expected the prosecutor the uh, defense attorneys by the way are expected to include a series of emails that may have been between these women and Harvey Weinstein.
3: The judge may also be moving this case along fast It's often depends on which judge you're in front of in terms of scheduling and how quickly things go yeah and have I, you called your mom yet today? No, I have not you know you only have until noon to call a loved one on their birthday and then they realize that you don't really care That's about not true. them yeah. That's, who says that? You got to call before noon. I mean it's 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 pretty much common sense emotionally.
2: So I am a bad son.
3: No, because it's not noon yet. It's 11:11. <clears throat> so you can call her during the break.
1: Maybe I'll do that.
3: You know. Yeah. Just you got to get it in before noon is the uh, is the thing.
1: Okay.
2: All right, well clock is ticking. So
3: when you sent me that happy birthday text at 5 th- I think it was 5:32 in July.
2: Yeah. It didn't count. It didn't count.
3: You got to get there before noon. Okay. okay. I have baseball news for you when we come back.
2: Yes? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Is it about Nick again cuz that was less than a, you know, less than spectacular. <laughs> that he couldn't catch the line drive. He waited for it to hit his no, leg. No, I did
1: catch it. <laughs> you just stopped. it was fast. You just stopped it from bouncing off of I it pitched was the ball. Fast. It was hit back at my leg. Nick, I caught it.
3: Nick, they're just jealous. They were not all-stars. I made a
1: game-winning catch in right field. they tackled me. Uh-huh. Everyone cheered.
3: All-stars usually don't play right field, do they? This very- was not
1: on the All-Star team. This was a different game leading up to the All-Star game. Okay. Team, sorry. It's not a very. I'll dis- get my glove right now. Was that a threat? I don't even know what the mean. What do we do with that? Yeah,
3: <laughs> Gary and Shannon, with your chance at 1000 I'll catch
1: a line drive right in front of y'all.
3: Thousand dollars when we come back.
1: Hit it at my
2: leg, I dare you. <laughs>
3: Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. Hey, Nick, don't worry. Remember when you spilled the incense at your grandfather's funeral?
1: Yes, I remember. He's bringing it up often.
3: We've got one of our buddies on Facebook, Jay who says when he was 9 or 10, he was asked to bring down the host for Mass, but he wasn't holding the chalice uh, chalice properly. And Uh-oh. the main big host fell on the floor. Oh, no. He, you have
0: to eat that. He
3: picked it up, acted like nothing happened. They never asked him to walk the host down again.
1: Was it consecrated already?
3: I don't know. Mm. What, you mean was it blessed?
1: Consecrated. That means it's the body of Christ. Right. You got to eat that if it's How calls. many
2: years were you in Catholic school?
3: Many. Many. Hey, here's your chance at $1,000. <laughs> For your chance at
0: 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword CHANGE, C-H-A-N-G-E, to 200 You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CHANGE to 200
2: If you win, they will contact you by phone and winners answer the phone, losers let it go to voicemail. Because if you don't answer, they will move on to somebody who will. The number is probably, by the way, going to be coming from the 513 area code. Uh, you listen to KFI for the winning keyword every weekday, 20 minutes after, every hour between 520 in the morning, 620 at night. My mom didn't know that was me.
3: What do you mean she didn't know that was
2: you? She didn't recognize the phone number at first. Because I don't often call her from my cell phone. Uh huh. I call her from my home phone. I see. She's the only one.
3: So she picked up the phone and said hello.
2: Hello. And, and I said, hey, happy birthday. And she said... Who dis? Who's calling me? <laughs> uh, like it's your son, mom. Yeah, it's just, you only have one of them. It's the only one? It
3: could have been some guy from down the road. I suppose it could have been a neighbor. Yeah.
2: But why wouldn't a neighbor just pop by? I don't know. It's, so she's going to lunch.
3: Well, that's nice.
2: Yeah, my aunt's birthday is two days from now, so they share... Lunch.
3: Oh, that's nice. That's her sister.
2: Uh, In law.
3: Oh, they're, so they're they're friendly.
2: Yeah, they live next door to each other. It's hard not to be. That's nice.
3: How come I didn't meet them when I went over there?
2: Well, you're a lot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I thought you did, but I guess not. Anyway. Uh, all right. We've, how do I? I don't it? introduce you to a lot of people uh, yeah, uh, just for safety purposes.
3: There is a man who's already locked up here in California, and he now has been arrested and charged with some cold case murders the murders of five children, five infants to be exact, his five infants. Paul Perez is his name. He's 57 years old. He's accused of killing these babies from 1992 to 2001.
2: This is an unbelievable story. In 2007, uh, a fisherman found one of the dead babies in a sealed container that had been weighted down with heavy objects. He was in a waterway just east of Woodland, which kind of north of Davis, Um, Out in the middle of nowhere, using DNA technology, the baby was identified 12 years later as Nico Lee Perez, one of those babies. Now. The authorities have not figured out or they at least haven't said whether uh, Paul Perez had other kids or whether there were victims that came from more than one mother. Where are the women at?
3: Where are the women? How many women are we talking about? And let's just say there's one woman. Um, wouldn't you know
2: that your babies were being killed by this guy?
3: That something was going on here.
2: The authorities say that they have the remains of two of the five victims: Cato uh, Allen and Nico, the one I was referring to. And then the the other three: Mika, Nico, uh, I guess a second Nico, and Cato. Different Cato uh, are not known. The Yolo County District Attorney's Office says that the first murder occurred back in ninety two, in October of ninety two, and then one in ninety five, one in ninety six, one in ninety seven, and then one in two thousand one. They said that there might be more victims too. You almost have to believe that there would be if a guy is this, if a guy is this depraved that he would kill five babies,
3: his own flesh and blood. Yeah. Uh, He was arrested at a state prison just days before he was expected to be released on another case. He was serving a seven-year sentence for vehicle theft that he began serving in August of 2010 and then got four more years for possession and manufacturing a deadly weapon by an inmate.
2: The, um, The sheriff, I believe was saying that, this is unusual, there's actually the first Cato, and there's two kids named Cato, and two kids named Nico.
3: So he was naming the kids the same thing. He'd kill a baby, have a new baby, and name that baby after the dead baby.
2: Oh, my gosh. The California Department of Justice says, we were able to create a list of siblings or parents of the victim that approach helped us to identify the probable father of the infant in this case. The DA's office uh, says the killings were committed by means of lying in wait and through torture and all of these children were under the age of 6 months. Right, tell me again why we don't why why we shouldn't have the death penalty, Governor Newsom. Tell, tell me. me again why this is why 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 people like this don't deserve to go down in a blaze of glory. Tell
3: me again why we don't have a test for people to take before they're able to have children. Um, <sighs> Nick, I have an update for you. The host was not consecrated yet. Okay, good. Okay.
1: What does that
2: mean again? Music it not been let, made it's the, not body not into, the
3: body of Christ.
2: And who does that? The priest. The priest. The priest turns... The bread,
3: the the bread and and the uh, the Get the wine, the wine,
1: to the body and to blood. the body and the blood. He says, "Do he this in, say, memory in memory of, of me. me." And then and I then ring the bells. Bells. And then he lowers, lowers. it, and I stop ringing the, ringing the bells. He does the same thing with same the wine.
2: Thing. Wine. Is that a good way to spread coronavirus? Oh, because don't uh, like doesn't, doesn't everybody cup? doesn't everybody take a sip from the same cup? You
1: don't have to do the wine if you don't want to. Well, have you ever seen a church have like a mono outbreak?
3: No. Ew. I never did the
1: wine. I never did either. Yeah. It seemed unsanitary. I was strictly to body, me. no blood. Yeah, me too. Strictly yeah. body.
3: Well. Do you think it's partly because you thought it was real blood?
1: No. Listen, I was working behind the scenes. Oh, I was that's an right. you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. You know the ins and outs of that show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know scenes. the show. Uh, Well, this is a
2: weird true crime Tuesday where we just talked about this guy who had been accused of killing his five infant children in this decades-old case. There's a, a current case that's going on. Remember the cult mom and her husband whose two kids have been missing for so long? Sure. They found the parents. They found Crazy Lori. I shouldn't say crazy. I'm going to say they found Crazy Lori and her husband in Hawaii, and they're giving those two... A deadline to tell authorities where the kids are.
3: We'll talk about it next. Gary and Shannon. So, how's this for a reputation rebuild? Houston Astros hiring Dusty Baker. Dusty
2: Baker is 100 years old. He's
3: 70. But that's... That's
2: still up there for him. That's a great
3: hire for the reputation hole the Houston Astros are in with the sign-stealing scandal.
2: We've been uh, following the story out of Connecticut as well, the Fotis Dulos story. He's the guy who was accused of killing his wife, disposing of her body, it appears, in several trash bags around town back in May. Well, he was supposed to show up today for a revocation of his bond, and instead of showing up in court, he sat in his car, turned it on, closed the garage door, and apparently tried to kill himself. Now, the original report was that he was found unresponsive, The second report was he succeeded in killing himself. And the third report now is that he is in a hospital and doctors are trying to save him because they found a faint pulse as he was on his way to the hospital. So, uh, again, that's a developing story that we'll keep our eyes on.
3: Remember we told you about the doomsday cult mother, Lori, and her new husband, Chad Daybell? These two have a lot of bodies between them in their wakes. He... Her husband was killed.
4: <laughs> her His hus-
3: wife was killed. But th- they thought that these were just normal deaths at the time. And now they've since started exhuming the bodies because so many bodies were piling up with this couple. Oh, and by the way, her two kids have been missing since September.
2: Yeah. And we've said this every time we've talked about this case. We've said there is perhaps optimism that the 17-year-old Ty Lee was able to take seven-year-old JJ out of the house because she realized mom was crazy and is hopefully safe. However, there's no indication that that's necessarily what happened. Now, they have found Crazy Lori and her new husband, Chad, in Kauai. And they had a search warrant for their vehicle. So when Kauai police... With Rexburg, Idaho police, that's a nice business trip to have to go to Kauai, although you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Uh, When they pulled them over, uh, they took the entire SUV that they were in. Now, an odd thing, she was able to remove some of her belongings from the vehicle before it was towed. I guess because the search warrant would have to be specific about what they're looking for. But she was able to take things out of that SUV before it was towed away, including a giant plastic bag. Full of cash. Odd. These two
3: were videotaped for the first time since they've been on the run for the past two months. And they stayed silent and kept walking as a reporter repeatedly asked them where the kids are and if they are alive. Lori, the mom, spoke once after the reporter said that people in eastern Idaho and across the country are praying for J.J. and Tylee. And mom says, that's great.
2: Now, the interesting thing is she has been, they have been ordered to produce the kids. They have a deadline of Thursday to show up with these missing kids in Rexburg, Idaho, physically bring them to court. And if they don't, I suppose they could be arrested for something, although at this point they haven't said exactly what they would arrest them for.
3: It was the grandparents that began the investigation into the kids' disappearance. They requested authorities perform a welfare check. And so they started looking for, for these kids in, in late November because relatives said they hadn't spoken to J.J., who's autistic, in months.
2: Yeah, when officers first went to her home in November, they she told them that J.J. was visiting relatives in Arizona. Police say that was a lie. There was no indication he was ever in Arizona. They followed up the next day and found that Lori and Chad took off. And they've been married for like two weeks and they took off.
3: They said that at one point they told people Ty Lee was dead and that Lori had no minor children. There was no JJ. Yeah. And And when you're telling people that your kids are dead or never existed, that's not good.
2: The couple sa- said in a statement at the end of last month that they went on the run insisting that they had, they'd done nothing wrong, and police are pretty certain that Ty Lee and JJ are in danger, is how they say it.
3: So when they started searching for these two kids, they started seeing all the bodies that have been stacking up around this couple. Uh, the first death is that of Lori's estranged husband, who was shot and killed by her brother, in July they uh, they had gotten into an argument when when the father came to pick up JJ the little autistic boy at uh, at the home and so her brother intervenes shoots and kills the estranged husband.
2: yeah, that's back in July. then in October, Chad the new husband Chad's wife dies at their home in Rexburg Idaho. officials did rule her death to be natural causes at least at the time two weeks later these two get married. <laughs> uh okay by the way the brother that eventually you know that back in july shot Lori's first husband the brother died in arizona in the middle of december
3: everybody thinks that this doomsday cult may be responsible family members said that Lori turned into a monster after she met this guy chad chad has written 25 books about the end of the world and joined a cult called preparing a people he called he uh, joined the cult about 19 months ago. And now at the time, Lori was married to the ex and she joins the cult as well. And that's when she hooks up with this guy and the damage starts to pile up.
2: There are a couple of, uh, of people who are driving this investigation. The original husband's sister, Kay Vallow. She said Lori turned into a monster after she met Chad Daybell. She's offering a twenty thousand dollar reward for information on Ty Lee and JJ's Uh, Whereabouts and Colby Ryan is actually Lori's oldest child, Tylee's older brother. Uh, He was emancipated from the family, according to him, and he's married with a young daughter, um, but is also concerned about his little sister and uh, stepbrother.
3: What would our cult be called if we were to start a cult today? Their cult is called "Preparing a People," which I think is relatively weak. It's relatively soft.
2: It's not very descriptive name. A pairing of people, yeah. What about uh, buckets of the Armageddon?
3: All I can think of is that guy at the game. <laughs> <laughs> Nick sent us the sickest link, you guys. It's a video of a man at some sort of sporting
2: event. It looks like it's a minor oh, league baseball it game. Is
3: so foul.
2: He just had a little too much to eat.
3: <laughs> I can't. I, I don't even think we can share that.
2: You can describe it.
3: I I will not describe it.
2: It just like flows out. Okay. It's a man who is vomiting, <laughs> but he's, he's doing it into his so hand. It's so bad, you guys. I suppose. It's, and it's then so not bad. moving. It's like there's a hose. It's fake. It looks totally yeah, fake. It's just it a, looks like a ugh. gag from like a sketch. Ugh. Yeah. It's a Saturday Night Live sketch. The pairing uh, of
3: people has a nice website.
2: We're not joining a cult. I
1: found a cult named Generator. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Get it. We'll but, do that when we come why back.
2: Why don't you join the
1: urine train cult? Mm, It's a little too descriptive. (laughs) Our trains are clean.
2: The latest uh, San Francisco DA, Chesa Boudin, is now in uh, some more hot water with people who think logically. We'll explain that coming up.
3: Gary and Shannon. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Alex Stone is reporting that the L.A. County coroner has reported that all nine bodies have been recovered from the helicopter crash site where Kobe Bryant was killed. He also reports that the NTSB says no black box was on that helicopter. We spoke with an aviation specialist yesterday about how important... That information would have been to this investigation, but no black box on that helicopter.
2: We've been following a story out of uh, Connecticut, Fotis Doulos, soon to be on trial, it appears, for killing his wife last May. May have tried to kill himself this morning. He was supposed to show up in court for a bail hearing, may have had his bond revoked, uh, but instead sat in his car with the engine running and the garage door closed. There were reports that he died, but uh, the latest is that he is in a hospital and does have a pulse. And then also uh, a large earthquake that struck not too long ago, about 40 minutes ago, in the waters between Cuba and Jamaica, right along one of the fault lines that goes between those two islands. A 7.7 magnitude quake that hit about 40 minutes ago. It
3: was at a depth of 10 kilometers. Right between the Cuban and Jamaican coasts, there. Hmm. Uh, Nick, what's our cult name?
1: Well, I found a generator. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you're a fan of this name, but I'm a fan of the other things. So the cult name it gave me is the Eldritch Coven. Ooh. The leader's title is the blessed. Hol- is blessed holiness, or it could be her? It could be you too. Okay. Mm. And the ritual we don't name run that kind of cult. The ritual name is the custom of the blade. Oh,
5: I like cool. this cult. I like
1: the custom. I don't know about the name.
3: I'm all in with this.
2: Eldridge
1: Coven.
3: We're gonna need like a. Um... What about
1: the glorious consort consortium?
3: No, no that sounds no. pompous. I like the Coven's better. The Coven. The yeah. Coven. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need a logo.
1: We'll need a. We'll need a logo. Yeah.
3: And some robes.
2: What about some intertwined Quidditch rings? Is this a joke to you?
3: Yeah, seriously, Gary. Wow. That's clearly from Hottie Harry Potter.
2: Hottie Potter. Uh, hey, uh, Chessa Boudin is the new district attorney for San Francisco. He's not
3: really the district attorney, no, he's like the public I, defender that's camped out in the DA's office. I
2: know, but I officially he is the, the district attorney, which is a sad state of affairs for a once shining light of an international city. Um, The latest decision from Chesa Boudin's office was to withdraw criminal charges against a man who was shot by police after he attacked police officers with a bottle.
3: It happened in the Mission District, 23rd and Mission, and apparently there is video. It shows this guy dodging two SFPD cops after he had allegedly attacked them with a bottle. And in the video, you can see this guy running towards the officer, still carrying the bottle.
2: The officer shoots him, um, and the other officer also shoots him. Now, the this guy had matched the description of an intruder who had broken into a woman's home that morning. So and that
3: doesn't matter if you attack a police officer with a bottle. All bets are off, right now. And, and now they're saying that the DA's decision to withdraw any charges is a call to all criminals: Hey, go ahead and attack the cops.
2: The, this is this is the. This is the weirdest part about the logic that people like Chesa Boudin use in this. The DA's office said there's nothing conclusive about, uh, conclusive about this, which means this is not the end of it because they did pull back the charges without prejudice. They could technically refile them anytime in the next three years. Uh, they said they suspended the charges because the policy, the new policy there is trying to avoid conflicts between officer-involved shooting investigations – And any other criminal investigation that's going on. So what they're saying is they're going to investigate the police shooting angle before they investigate the angle where the guy attacked the cops with a bottle. Um, The DA spokeswoman says this case is unique because there are multiple victims who are seeking and who deserve justice. No conclusions about the prosecutorial viability of the case should be drawn here. Now, needless to say, Police Officers Association is pissed off at this because this is what they describe as a morale buster. And the new D.A. is treating the police like criminals rather than the person who caused the shooting to happen in the first place. Um, The other thing is a one of the defense attorneys has said that this is this is doing the easy things. Um, Randy Knox, a, a defense attorney and a former prosecutor, said the easy thing for Chesa Boudin would, to do would be to prosecute Hampton. Then let's do the easy things to try to solve some of the crime problems in San Francisco. There's nothing wrong with doing the easy thing.
3: Just makes you sick when you think of the state of the affairs up there and how it's moving down here. Because we've got... A guy from San Francisco who is right in Chesa Boudin's wheelhouse and he's trying to unseat Jackie Lacey here in L.A. County. They're having a debate this Wednesday, I believe, Wednesday night. And, you know, the the L.A. Times has just waged a war with Jackie Lacey's office um, for for the fact that she actually still likes to put criminals away. Yeah. Instead of just letting them run free like they're they're doing in San Francisco, because now they care more about the criminals rights in San Francisco than about you or the safety of your children or any sort of law and order. And they want to come and they want to do it in L.A. County. And it is so important that we pay attention and we stop that from happening.
2: How in the world is that a winning message that the prosecutor's office is prosecuting? And that's a bad thing somehow. And that's what the, that's what this, it is now. This is to the point, by the way, Chesa Boudin is so far off the rails as the DA that even the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, who is not some weird right wing crazy pants, even the mayor has had to send letters to every police officer in her department pledging support.
3: You shouldn't have to do that. That just makes me sick. All right. We'll talk trending when we come back to Gary and Shannon.
0: You know you can't keep the ground from shaking No matter how hard you try You can't keep the sunsets from fading gotta treat your life like you're jumping off a road swing Baby, cause the whole thing's really just a shot in the dark You gotta
1: love like there's no such thing as a broken heart
0: you know what that means? Like no
1: such thing as
2: a you got to love like there's no such thing as a broken heart.
1: you got to go for it. Don't
2: think about failing. Just go for it. What the hell are you? Who, who, the, who the hell are you? I oh, thought we were doing inspirational stuff today. No. Oh. God, oh. no. Oh, okay. Never mind. We spent the 11 o'clock hour telling me I had no feelings emotionally attached that's enough true stuff. that's true I did tell him
3: that he was emotionally
2: stunted different Gary oh my daughter and I got in trouble this weekend probably didn't help when he called his mom and she didn't know who he was <laughs> we were not having feelings about what about anything uh-huh. we are just not it was just quiet time for us just yeah. quiet This quiet time that was not good don't do that it's good to talk good to talk Bottom of the hour, we're going to get into Swamp Watch. It looks like uh, the defense team for the president has wrapped up their arguments. So the next step for the impeachment trial is 16 hours worth of questioning for both sides. The senators get to write out questions that are then turned into the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court, who is the presiding officer, I guess you could say, in the uh, in the Senate impeachment trial. And then he will ask questions uh, or, or read those written questions of both sides of the defense tables, uh, the, both sides of the legal tables there in the front of the Senate and see how that goes. It's after that question answer that we will then make a decision. The Senate senators will decide about whether or not to call witnesses.
3: What else is going on?
0: Time for what's happening.
3: We've got fresh news from Aaron Katersky with ABC News about Fotis Dulos. And here it is. Fotis Dulos failed to show up for his emergency bail hearing, so police performed a wellness check. They go to his house. They see him in the garage where his attorney said he attempted suicide. He is alive and is being treated for carbon monoxide poisoning. The initial report this morning, widely reported, was that he had killed himself. And then the second report was, well, he may have been taken to the hospital with a weak pulse. So now we know that Fotis Doulas is still alive. Of course, he was in trouble and arrested for murdering his estranged wife, who he was in a bitter divorce with. They have five kids. He was out on bond and was breaking the rules, not changing the batteries on his ankle bracelet and, I don't know, stopping by his dead wife's memorial and taking things from it. So he was going to be brought in today, and the judge was going to revoke that bail, lock him up. And so it looks like he tried to take his life, maybe, or did he?
2: Well, the Hartford Courant newspaper is saying that uh, a key source said that a faint pulse was detected en route to the hospital. That conflicted, like you said, with the report of the death just moments before that including notification to the family? Is that a suggestion that somebody actually called the family and said Fotis died? And then, oh, actually, you know what? It's Bob again, Hartford Police. Um, Remember that time I called and said that Fotis died? He didn't really die. We found a pulse. He's on the way to the hospital.
3: I'm going to go back to your original gut feeling on this. Mm Mm-hmm. Which was, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't kill himself. He's too much of an egotistical guy. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he staged this whole thing and maybe did suck down some carbon monoxide there. But just but enough to make it look like to, he was really trying. Right. To keep him out of prison.
2: Possible. Which, it's not going to work. No. Um. L.A. Mayor Garcetti has said that... The city of Los Angeles is still trying to figure out the ways to properly memorialize Kobe Bryant uh, and that they will be supportive of Vanessa and the rest of the Bryant family. As they try to figure out what to do.
3: Heard the news yesterday that that Clippers-Lakers game that was supposed to be tonight has been postponed. The Lakers have yet to release a statement. It's still a lot of shock in that building. They had to bring in grief counselors because, remember, Kobe was there for 20 years. He wasn't just the player to the Lakers organization. He was a, a co-worker.
2: Yeah. To that end, the only statement that's appeared on the, uh, the Lakers Twitter account is the statement that was provided basically a joint statement between the Clippers, the Lakers and the NBA to say that the game had been postponed.
3: John Altobelli is getting a lot of attention as well. This was the coach from Orange, Orange Coast College, was there for 27 years, just widely loved. And and just all the information you're hearing about John and his, his wife and daughter, it just rips your heart out. They say, you know, stand-up guy, salt of the earth, best neighbor I've ever had, wonderful friend, empathetic. You could always talk to him. He had such a big heart. He's been part of that baseball program for about three decades, led that team to four state titles, more than 700 career wins. Last year, he was the American Baseball Coaches Association National Coach of the Year.
2: Today is their opening game. Understanding is that uh, today they open their season against Southwestern College at Wendell Pickens Field, and they're going to hold a moment of silence before the game. Uh, The team is also, or the baseball foundation there for Orange County, Orange Coast College, has started a fundraiser to help with the family, uh, and they say that they've already raised about $90,000 to help them out.
3: 7.3 magnitude earthquake has hit off the island of Jamaica in between Cuba and Jamaica. It looks like... They said this is a weird stat, isn't it? 157 people have reported that they felt the earthquake, according to the USGS. That's an odd stat, isn't
2: Uh, it? If this is, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like it's one of those computer-generated stories where it would plug in that information because it was very specific. As of 2.36 p.m., 157 people have reported that they felt the earthquake. That would never pass uh, Chris Little writing test. No. It's just too specific. Nobody cares about how specific those numbers are. That's why I think a computer... Well, after my conversation with Shannon this morning, I would think it would pass...
3: No, you're no, still you're still stuck on that, huh?
2: <laughs> no, it just popped into my <laughs> I'm head. Glad just you let now. it go. <laughs> a uh, a Burmese <laughs> python hunt in Florida. You remember the Burmese, the Florida Python Bowl? Sure. Yeah, where uh, like uh, Eastern Florida took on uh, southwestern Tennessee State. Mm. No, it was uh, January ninth to January nineteenth, a ten day competition. For hunters from across 20 states to come into Florida and bag the most snakes, grand prize winner took off with a Tracker 570 off-road ATV. He captured eight pythons himself. A rookie grand prize winner won an ATV. He removed six pythons, and he got uh, 2000 bucks for catching the biggest one, 11 foot six and a half inch snake. Somebody else won 2000 for the heaviest. A 62 pound snake
3: you know that giant wiener on wheels known as the wienermobile ever been in that i've been in there in sacramento no. the wiener bill uh, oscar meyer Mobile was up I in did, sacramento
2: i did pull off a freeway exit and ended up next to that thing in a most bizarre like it wasn't at an event it yeah. was just driving around but no i've never been inside the wiener i was
3: inside the wiener Years ago. Yes. Anyway, uh, the Wienermobile got uh, pulled over in Wisconsin for a traffic infraction.
2: The deputy pulled over the Wienermobile, verbal warning for not following a law, failing to give enough room to another car on the road with emergency lights. Did you
3: hear that the first Wienermobile was created in 1936 by a British economist?
2: No, I did not.
3: I didn't know the Wienermobile went back that far.
2: I. All right. Well, we'll update all of our big stories. We'll also talk about uh, some of the first Super Bowl ads. I know it's only Tuesday, but uh, we'll get into some of the Super Bowl ads that have appeared already. Jerry Nadler does not look healthy. He's got a rumpled shirt. Watch when he turns his head. He's got a big old lick of hair sticking out of the back of his head.
3: I think he lost a considerable amount of weight. Oh, he he? did, yeah. Yeah, so uh, go easy there on old Jerry. And he's trying to do the right thing, he's trying to be healthy.
2: Suppose. Maybe they made Adam Schiff out of the weight that Jerry Nadler lost. God, you're terrible. Did I I tell you that I'm going to the Super Bowl? uh, You did. I told your wife. I still don't believe it because I do think a lot of things could happen between now and then. Like they shut down all of the airports. You're
3: panicking over this coronavirus
2: too much. I'm panicking. I just don't want you to get your hopes up.
3: Well, I I have thought about all of the possibilities that end with me not there. You know, uh, a flight gets canceled. Flight's missed.
2: That was abrupt. Whoops.
3: (laughs) Uh... (laughs) You know, um,
2: you
1: get yes. coronavirus. I get
3: coronavirus. I go anyway. You spread in jail. it around.
2: You're in jail by kickoff.
3: How am I going to be in jail by kickoff?
2: Okay. I don't get
3: there till Saturday late afternoon. Um, I could yeah, be in jail by Sunday, a, yeah, because yeah, it's like three forty or something. Huh? Yeah, that's plenty of time. Plenty of
0: time. We got a thousand bucks to give away. Here's how you can win it. For your chance at a thousand bucks, text the nationwide keyword "coffee" C O F F E E to 200 hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's coffee to 200-200.
2: Winners will be notified by phone. Uh, so that means you're going to have to. Pick up that phone to win a thousand bucks. Because if you don't pick it up, somebody else will. They'll pick up a thousand bucks. You'll be sad. Nobody wants that. We have another chance an hour from now. In fact, every hour, twenty minutes past the hour, between five twenty in the morning and six twenty at night, we give away a thousand bucks an hour right here on KFI.
3: So there was the kickoff of Super Bowl week last night there in uh, in Miami, and usually night one is is exciting, and it was a somber tone, as you can imagine. With the Kobe Bryant death. And they usually, you know, they'll make themselves available, the players will for different questions and stuff. And so they did that. They did all that. Night one, Nick Bosa is being interviewed, and a reporter asks him what he thinks about the coronavirus. It's night one. Like you can go through the season, you can bring up specific games. You can talk about Patrick Mahomes and your plan to pressure him. You can talk about a variety of different things that are not the coronavirus. Right, like that might be day four stuff. Like if this, thing you're running takes out of things to talk about. Right, right.
2: Well, what did he say? I'm dying to know what Nick Bosa thought of the coronavirus. Uh,
3: what was he the reason
2: why Corona Beer Virus was trending on Google?
3: I forget what he said. Something oh. like. I, I hate Bing. Bing sucks. Okay,
2: we've gone through this
1: before. Stop using Bing know, as it's a search de- it's engine. The default. Fix it. No, you have Google Chrome on there. I
3: do. I just pulled it up.
1: I hate Bing.
3: Are you going to make any uh, bets on the big game?
2: No. Well, I mean, at my house we usually do, you know, a sheet of prop bets or something like that. To see who wins. Yeah. But they're goofy. You know, what's, what's greater.
1: Nick says he's going to win. Nick
2: never wins. And now that I've you said and that are like, like neck and neck. He's in first place in yeah. the old, uh, Gas it's Fancy like four who, play. who shows more skin based on a vote of the attendees, Shakira or Beyonce or who was no
1: Jennifer Nick Lopez. Pick. Sorry. Shakira, or Jennifer Lopez. I mean, in the halftime show, yeah, who shows I'd more say skin? Jennifer Lopez, of course Nick, you would, but we're
3: Nick Bosa said to all my Chinese friends out there, wash your hands.
2: That's about what I would have
3: expected. Yeah.
2: Um, is it percentage or what? Because Shakir's pretty small. It's uh, to be decided by a vote of the people. Oh, like, Um The other thing uh, that, it of course, happens at Super Bowl, you won't get to see until later. But unfortunately, they're doing things different now than they did 10 years ago is the Super Bowl commercials. One that was released today that we were told about was the uh, Hyundai SmartPak. Have you seen that one yet? Yes. With Chris Evans it and it
3: annoyed me to no end. <laughs> I, I that Boston accent is just oh man. It just reminds me of when I was at that game in New England uh last year and it, it was 70,000 of that. And oh. it's just too much.
2: It can be overwhelming.
3: Yes, it can.
2: Um that that Hyundai commercial is uh is up and it just bas- basically envisions Actors that you know who never got out of Boston and still had that smart pack accent. They're talking about the the new Hyundai Smart pack car. Uh one of them one of the actors is um John Krasinski, of course, from the office and, and the
1: clicker. Car
4: packs itself. It's my Jack it's Ryan. Widgets. And I can pack it anywhere.
1: How about Dorchester?
4: Packed it. Foxboro. Packed it. The Garden? Packed it. Packed it. Swampscott? Revere? The harbour? Are you kidding me? I packed it and then unpacked it.
2: It's a gimmick that lasts for a 60-second commercial. And it includes a big poppy appearance. Why? What I understand is why all of the commercials now are available before the Super Bowl. The vast majority of them will have aired or be available online before you see them on Sunday. Yeah. I don't like that. I like the surprise.
3: Yeah, but everyone's at your house talking during them anyway. Not this year. Oh, really? There's new rules? Or is it just because I'm not going to be there? Wow. You're being hurtful today, and I did not know it was Hurtful Tuesday. First, you told me that you didn't introduce me to your aunt because I'm a lot. And now you're insinuating that I'm the one who talks through the commercials during the Super Bowl. I've been to how many Super Bowl parties at your house now? Three, four?
2: Two, three. Three? I think three.
3: Okay. And, um... I find that a lot of people are talking. It's not just me.
2: We don't need to do this here. We definitely don't need to do it now. All right, fine. I'll just uh, I'll record well how things are going during the commercial breaks, and I'll send you a video.
3: Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app, coming up in about an hour. Neil Savage joins us for Tasty Tuesday on deck. Bat soup. Is it safe to eat?
2: No. Uh, just. It...
3: Well, you're not a doctor.
2: But I am a connoisseur of fine soups, and bat soup is not.
3: You eat cranberry sauce out of a can. You're not a connoisseur of crap.
2: I see that I have hurt you and hurt people hurt people. So just <laughs> I'll put an end to that. Uh, a couple other big stories that we're following. It uh, looks like all nine bodies have been taken off of the, uh, the side of the hill where the helicopter crashed in Calabasas on Sunday, killing Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter, and seven other people. Uh, also, a, a 7.7, I think, is the upgraded magnitude, 7.7 earthquake in the water between Cuba and Jamaica. Originally, there was a tsunami alert, but we haven't seen any indication that one has materialized. And then the story out of Connecticut that we've been following as well, that Fotis Dulos apparently tried to commit suicide today. Uh, sat in a car with the uh, engine running and the garage door closed when he was supposed to be in court today. He's probably going to get his bond revoked and uh, would end up back in jail. But um, when paramedics found him, they did try to do CPR on him and then I guess found a pulse as they were driving to the hospital. So they're trying to keep him alive.
3: Well, the impeachment defense team headed into its last day today, and it looks like witnesses remain a point of contention between Senate Republicans and
2: House managers. That's where we begin Swamp Watch today
4: drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all
0: doing it together.
2: Swamp
3: Inez de la Coutera joins us now from Capitol Hill with all of the excitement there. Adam Schiff just wrapping up his... His statements to the media saying that uh, we've got to have witnesses and as what's the latest.
5: That's right. So we're hearing that from Adam Schiff. We also heard from Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer essentially echoing that same sentiment that Democrats want to hear from witnesses. Of course, Democrats have been calling for witnesses for a while now. Um, But things have changed in light of this new revelation from John Bolton, the former national security advisor, who, according to The New York Times, claims in a book that he is about to uh, publish that President Trump directly told him that he was planning on withholding aid to Ukraine to pressure Ukraine to investigate his political opponents. So that is a huge deal because it directly undermines one of the arguments we've been hearing from the Trump team, which was this idea that Trump was never directly involved here. John Bolton is directly contradicting that. And so that revelation from John Bolton is renewing calls from Democrats to hear from witnesses as part of the president's Senate trial. This is all going to come down to vote count, really. So remember, if uh, the lawmakers are going to take a vote on whether to have witnesses be part of the trial once... Uh, uh, once these proceedings, so once the Trump defense wraps up its arguments today, then lawmakers will uh, enter a Q&A session uh, during which uh, they will be able to ask questions of both the defense and the prosecution. And then after that, they're going to take a vote on witnesses. If all Democrats vote to have witnesses be part of the trial, then just four Republicans would have to join them for for the measure to pass. So all eyes right now are on those uh, more moderate Republicans who, in light of this Bolton revelation, are are looking at possibly supporting this idea and, and, and having witnesses be part of the trial.
2: Okay, so those four senators, at least the ones that have been mentioned most often when it comes to possibly voting in favor of witness or witnesses, Rob Portman, Lisa Murkowski, Susan Collins, and Mitt Romney. Has anybody else come forward and said, hey, uh, in light of the John Bolton information, maybe we should get the former national security advisor up here?
5: Yeah. So it's interesting. We're hearing from a number of people are, are coming out and, and saying what they believe. Um, we're hearing from some Republicans, some of the president's top defenders saying they still oppose having witnesses that so people like Lindsey Graham or, or Pat Toomey, they don't support necessarily having witnesses be part of the trial. They argued the time for evidence gathering is over, that that was the House's job. The House uh, decided to rush the impeachment inquiry and that, that that's their problem and that now the Senate's job is to, uh, you know, have this trial and and decide whether to convict the president, that it's not the Senate's, the Senate's job to hear from witnesses. People like that, like Lindsey Graham and Pat Toomey, are saying they don't think it's. it's they want to hear from witnesses, but they are warning Democrats, and they're saying if you do bring in oh, witnesses, then we want to get our own witnesses, too. They're making it very clear that they will make that happen, and they want to hear from people like Hunter, Bi- uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden. They're talking about possibly bringing, bringing in people like Adam Schiff, the whistleblower. Um, so, so many moderate Republicans, I think, are, are worried that that would then open the floodgates uh, to having a number of, of witnesses come in, brought in by Democrats or Republicans. And that ultimately, you know, the, the one of the arguments we're hearing is that nothing's going to change here. It, you know, it's, it's not looking like Republicans, even if we heard from all these witnesses, it's not looking like Republicans would vote to convict Trump. So there is a little bit that that sentiment that, that what what's the point here, even if we did bring in witnesses.
3: Biden seemed adamant that he would not be uh, questioned, uh, but he doesn't really have a choice if he's subpoenaed, right? That's right. There's there's
5: that issue of subpoenas. Um, he can't defy a, a congressional subpoena. So we'll see how that works out. Um, we'll see whether John Roberts, uh, who's presiding over all of this, how he weighs in on that. So lots of questions there to be answered with regards to what happens next when it comes to these witnesses. As far as John Bolton, he has said that he wants to testify, that he would testify if he is subpoenaed. So we'll see what happens. But again, it's going to be up to, the, to that vote count. Uh, we heard from Angus King, who's an independent. He said this morning that he uh, believes as many as five, anywhere between five to ten Republicans would vote to have uh, witnesses like John Bolton testify. So according to Angus King, at least, Democrats have the votes to get uh, witnesses be part of the trial.
2: Inez, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Inez de la Coutera there again with the latest on uh, what's going on with the impeachment trial from Capitol Hill. Again, the president's defense team wrapped up their arguments today. The next phase of this will be 16 hours worth of questions and answers, questions that are written by the senators, delivered to the chief justice of the Supreme Court, who will then read those questions uh, for both sides, both the House managers and the president's defense team. After that is when we would decide, they would decide, sorry, about whether or not they will listen to witnesses, maybe subpoena other documents.
3: Are you okay?
2: No. What do you mean?
3: Well, it looks like you're doing some self-help book research over there. No, I was
2: actually looking. There are a couple of different versions of the story about John Bolton's book that says that it's already on Amazon's top 10. It doesn't come out for like two months. or It's wow. not planned to for two months. And they're saying that people have already pre-ordered it to the point where it's on the top 10. I haven't found that list. I mean, there's a you know, fiction, nonfiction, bestseller, most read, that sort of thing. So I haven't found I which see. list they're talking about yet. But for some so reason, you're
3: on the, uh... well,
2: just a side note, the, the top stories of all, you know, of the Amazon charts of the most sold books of the week, Very Stable Genius is number one. That's another uh, filleting of the president. Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell, Leadership Strategy and Tactics, Tactics by Jocko Willink, If You Tell by Greg Olson, Atomic Habits. Uh, never that. split the difference, Unf f yourself, Ooh. pay off the hidden logic that shapes our motivations, a Michelle Obama book, um, exactly what to say, magic words for influence. Oh,
3: God. Maybe
2: you should talk to someone. Oh, man. The subtle art of not giving an F. I mean, there's a lot of self-help out there. Yeah. People need some help.
3: Did you hear what they were saying on MSNBC about Bernie Sanders? I heard it on the radio this morning. The
2: Chris Matthews thing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll see if I find that one.
3: Yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back. It wasn't very complimentary of old Bernie, but I think he hit it on the head.
2: Gary and Shannon will continue Swamp Watch. Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll revisit uh, what's going on with the coronavirus. Plane full of American citizens coming in from China. The uh, government sent a plane there, chartered a plane to get American citizens out of what has become ground zero for the coronavirus. We'll talk about that and where they plan on ending up here in California. Um, In the middle of... Swamp Watch, talking about what's going on in Washington and in politics. Uh, The uh, Politico had a great article about Bernie Sanders and the cult of personality that has surrounded this guy.
3: They're calling it Bernchella. Yeah, that's all. Iowa, because they are just fanning (laughs) out politicians and celebrities to campaign for Bernie Sanders. AOC, Michael Moore. Kendrick Sampson, recording artists, uh, Vampire Weekend, Bon Ivar. I don't know how to say that one. Bon I just know bon it's very emotional music, and I think it's contributing to the downfall
2: of of men in society. Yeah, it took, it will sap your testosterone. Yeah, if you had any left. Yeah, it's, it's like gone. A, it's
3: like Elizabeth Warren. I,
2: mean, I don't understand why that. Do you play that when like Bernie comes on stage? Like, is that you have Bon Iver playing when? Because that's not a.
3: Hey Blake, do you think you could you could find us some Bonnie Vere? Yeah, okay.
2: Thanks. See, I'm afraid I mean, it's going to sap his I just want people
3: to know what we're talking about. He's just
2: about to get married. He doesn't have he doesn't want to run that risk. Right. Um the other thing about Bernie Sanders and this was a funny comment today uh from uh from Chris Wallace who's on MSNBC. And he asked a very interesting question in terms of the
3: Chris Matthews.
2: What did I say? Wallace. Thank you. I was reading the other article about Chris Wallace. Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United States, Bernard Sanders.
3: Weak stream. Oh my God! Holy hell! Blake, give me some Metallica. Yeah, Blake.
2: Kill that before I start lactating. They say there's a <laughs> good part coming. There's a what?
1: They say there's a good part coming. They say? Yeah. Not Uh-oh, today.
3: wait. Nick, do you like this song?
1: I don't. Why? No, why'd you look at me? I don't
2: know this song. What do you look? Well, there is a drum in there somewhere. That's not a drum. I don't know why. Some sort of auxiliary You have to sing like this. Anyway. Oh, uh, my gosh. Chris Matthews, not Chris Wallace had an interesting um, litmus test by which you would determine the viability of one of the candidates.
3: Or who you you should vote for if you're a Democrat. Who you should vote for.
4: My latest question is this one. It's sort of like the question pollsters ask. um, Who cares about people like you? And my question is a little more direct than that. Suppose you're lying on a road hurt. Which of the candidates would stop their car and get out and help you? I think Biden wins that one pretty easily. I think Elizabeth maybe. I don't think Bernie wins it. You know, honestly, they are the question you got to ask about. Will this person help me when I need them? Because the rest no. is being
3: It's no, so it's true, though.
2: If, if you look on.
3: Yes, thank, thank you. you.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, the next president of the United That's States. That's a
3: freaking drum.
2: Bernie Sanders. Uh, on Twitter, they, they juxtapose that. You know, 30 second clip there of Chris Matthews asking that question with a series of people who have said, oh, Bernie Sanders stopped his limo and helped me when my bike tire was flat or whatever to prove that he would be that guy. But he makes an incredible point. You have to like, Well, you don't have to like, but it's it's important for you to like the person that you're going to vote to become your president.
3: They have to be likable. You know, they or they're, to
2: they're supposed to be yeah. maybe in in a in a in a real fantasy world, you would like the person you're going to vote to become the next president, and you know Joe Biden could be likable enough, I suppose, and Elizabeth Warren. Maybe there's people who like you know power sweaters, power cardigans. Um, there are other people who are in that race that are polling, you know, single digits that I think are more likable that I would I would have more fun with if we were to ever go out and hang out. But uh, there was a it was a funny, funny litmus test for you to determine who you would it's, vote. He, for. He's
3: right too. Bernie Sanders would just keep going. I, I get a feeling that Bernie Sanders cares about number one for all of his socialism talk. Yeah. And I, the way that he talked to uh, Elizabeth Warren in that off-mic moment too
2: was I think uh, a little telling. That's oh, more. you mean when he she confronted him about yeah, uh, We're not going to do this now.
3: We're not going to do this here.
2: I don't talk to women in yeah. front of uh, right. other people. Right. Uh, we do that later. All right. What are we doing? Uh the last flight. Kobe Bryant stuff.
3: All right. We have new information about a pact that Kobe and Vanessa had with regards to helicopters. And there are also new accounts from people that were on the scene when that helicopter went down on Sunday. We'll get you all the latest when we come back to Gary and Shannon.
2: Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, looks like we got a chase. Blake and Eva Chase music. Blake and Eva Chase music! There it is. Uh, CHP in pursuit of what they said originally was a reckless driver. Started somewhere on the 118, made its way out east of the 210, and is now back headed west on the 118. This
3: car is going as fast as 117 miles per hour. It has not slowed down even a little
2: bit. That seems reckless.
3: It is reckless, Gary.
2: Weaving in and out of traffic. It's gone through Granada Hills and is making its way over to Porter Ranch before it makes its way into the uh, Santa Susana Pass and then it towards Simi Valley. So we'll keep an eye on this. This is important, but, you know... It's a car chase, and it's L.A., so if we miss this one, there will be another. Sir,
3: ma'am? Hey, wait, okay. we
2: haven't had a chase in a while. Why don't you go oh. ahead and
3: pull on over for us?
2: Okay. Uh. This
3: isn't safe for anybody.
2: Yeah. Plus, a... when when you do pull over, you can listen to us talk to Laura Ingle Fox News' Laura Ingle, who's been covering this Fotis Dulos case. And holy cow, what a crazy twist this morning, Laura. What's going on?
6: Oh, uh, hi, you guys. Yeah, we are outside of the hospital in Farmington, just down the road from Photos Dulos' mansion, where he was found unresponsive today, just before an emergency court hearing was scheduled. He was possibly going to lose his bond today, and we had been trying to get the information because it was a very quickly called court hearing today where the state prosecutors had said, you know, we are now calling into question the validity of his bond we may, he may be going back to jail today. So we were kind of getting ready for that. And then all of a sudden, in our newsroom, we heard and then saw reports with the, with the news drone overhead of this man getting CPR outside of Fotostoulos' home. And the police quickly pulled a pop-up tent over the scene as Somebody was really, really pumping on his chest. And then he was taken away in an ambulance to the hospital where I'm at now at Yukon Medical Center. And we just watched um, an ambulance come out to the grass where there was a helicopter. And they pulled up a white sheet to shield our view from watching him be transported from the ambulance to the helicopter. He has been flown away to the Bronx to a hospital, a special hospital, in New York, where he is going to be put in a hyperbaric chamber where he will be treated for carbon monoxide poisoning. We heard reports today he was dead. Uh, it is a suicide attempt. And then we heard he had a faint pulse. Then he, we heard he was dead. Then we heard he was possibly
3: alive. And
6: the police confirmed he's in critical condition. So it has been a roller coaster all day long with
3: this. Now, it looks like he was violating the terms of his house arrest. He was able to go to church and to court and, I believe, another place. And he had some problems with his ankle bracelet batteries, changing those. And then just last week, we reported that he got in trouble for stopping by the, the dead wife's memorial and taking some things from it.
6: See, here's the thing. So, Jennifer Duos- went missing and is presumed to be dead and had been killed in her garage in New Canaan. About an hour away is where Ferdas lives in Farmington. So people in the community, we're not exactly sure who, but people within the Farmington community built a memorial to Jennifer Dulos right outside of his house. So right outside of his house, down his driveway, down a private road, it's a price. You can't get onto his street unless you, you know, allegedly have access. We've been there because we did the interview December 20th. So I've, I've been on the street. So it's a small little street that leads to all these mansions. So somebody built right there where you turn in this makeshift memorial to Jennifer Dullo's candles, Justice for Jennifer, which we see a lot here in Connecticut. And he had been coming home from doing something that, that was work-related, which he's allowed to do. And it's interesting because you, you've got to think about how he's being tracked with this G, either the GPS monitoring device or somebody watching him. He pulls over by an inch, steps out of the car, and we're not sure exactly what he took or what he moved, but it, it wasn't a huge memorial. It was a couple of candles. So he moves a couple of things and maybe removes a couple of those things and then drives on to his house. So it's not like he crossed state lines. It's not like he... You know, went a super long way. He just got out of the car, moved a couple of candles, got back in the car, went to his house. But that the judge in the case said, look, this is strike two. You, you did not, you're supposed to only go to and from, you know, Home Depot or whatever, wherever it was he was going for his construction site. And so he was only supposed to be doing that, and that was a violation. He said, that strike two, if you do it again, you know, we're going to double your bond, which is
3: $6 million. Wow, Laura! Crazy times, Jeez. crazy times. Well, thank Just, you so I much. that all of that, right? I, I mean, yeah. now,
6: now we don't we don't know if he's going to live through the night. Oh. Uh, we have been told from well placed sources that the family of Jennifer Dulos, his estranged wife, who's presumed dead, had been informed that he died.
3: Wow! Uh, right.
6: uh, that that is how crazy this day has been. We have been told that he didn't make it, and then all of a sudden, it's like you know, he's got a pulse. He is alive. But we're not sure what conditions he's in, but, you know, they felt strongly enough to to get him on a chopper and get him over to this special hospital in the Bronx that has a hyperbaric chamber that they're going to put him in, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, after the Epstein episode and and all the other cases that we've seen, I mean, they want – obviously, they want to keep him alive for all the reasons that they need to – And there's no word on Michelle Traconis on any reaction from her. She, of course, is the former girlfriend who was also charged in this case. Many people instantly, our minds went to her to wonder if she'll talk. We don't know yet, and there's been no comments from her or her lawyers.
3: Laura Engel, Fox News, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate your time. We know you're super busy, uh, so we really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We'll let you know what happens. All right. All right. Guys, uh, if Crazy. you're in Porter Ranch right now, this is a crazy-ass chase. <laughs> we thought it was over. They had stopped this car. Did we get a determination of what vehicle this is? It's a black sedan.
2: Black Hyundai, Hyundai Elantra. Okay. And too so, early to have a smartpock feature on it. It
3: seems that they had this car stopped right off the freeway there, off the 118. There were five black and white chp suvs officers surrounding this vehicle it had stopped their guns drawn doors opened when this thing took off again
2: yeah and and the thing is it drove down it was at the 118 near DeSoto, and then it just headed south on DeSoto, and that's where it is rolling through chatsworth now as it makes its way i guess eventually it would go all the way down to the 101 and they, she could get back again i think it's a
1: woman i do too uh, it looks
3: like a woman and she is uh driving at entirely unsafe speeds on surface streets now not obeying any rules of the road including red lights she's come close at a couple intersections to hitting a few vehicles but she's doing what appears to be 70 or so in inside like 30 mile per hour zones now she is
2: she's stuck she's southbound on DeSoto she's just pulling up to the Nordoff intersection there and everybody stopped at a red light there's probably two dozen cars around her and she's trying to squeeze she hasn't hit anybody yet but she's trying to squeeze her way into traffic there so the light is green she's moving along with regular traffic but uh if you know if the history of this is any indication she's going to floor it here in a second and try to get away from these other cars because i don't think it's in her mind to blend in with uh, the rest of traffic no um not to mention the fact that she's got a half a dozen chp officers behind her this is uh, this is weird. Again, this apparently started as a reckless driver. Somebody called in a reckless driver weaving in and out of traffic. CHP finally gets behind her, and that's when she, again, assuming it's a woman, takes off. Like you said, they clocked her at going over one hundred and ten, one hundred and seventeen miles an hour. I think is what one of the helicopters said uh, in terms of the her speed on the freeway. Here on southbound onto Soto, there's usually three lanes, and two of them are taken away because of construction. So she's stuck in one lane traffic going down DeSoto, um, but there's nothing, uh, it doesn't look like there's no cars that are direct, no CHP officers that are directly behind her. So she's got her hands on her face a lot. Yeah.
3: Like covering her mouth a lot and moving like erratic movement inside, like almost seems like.
2: She's like a something? manic person. Well, and you she know, was... she's just
3: gesturing oddly, and keeps touching her face, and uh, that, and and certainly the way she's driving appears to be some sort of manic situation.
2: A few mon- minutes ago, when she was driving westbound on the one eighteen, she was on the far right shoulder, and you could see in the car pretty clearly. She had her left hand up near her neck, like uh, holding onto her collar, while she's driving probably eighty-five or ninety miles yeah. an hour with one hand on the right shoulder right so she's crossed over looks like parthenia now and is headed down towards roscoe as she makes her way southbound on de soto again through uh through the chatsworth area
3: we'll take a quick break come back monitor this uh for you during chris's
2: news here
3: gary and shannon will continue Oh,
2: also a chance at a thousand bucks which uh, she might want to slow down and take notes so that we'll tell you because we're going to tell you how to win a thousand bucks coming up
0: but if you close your eyes does it
3: Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll get back to this chase in just a second. It's wild, but first, here's
0: your chance at some cash. For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword TAB, T-A-B, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's TAB to
3: 200-200. And remember, you got to answer the phone. If you don't, they will move on, and so will your money. It's going to probably come from a 513 area code. Your next chance to win next hour every day here, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 620 here on KFI.
2: following a uh, chase that's going on right now in the uh, west side of the San Fernando Valley the uh, a reckless driver was originally pulled over on the 118 or uh, i guess you could say was uh, lit up and was supposed to be pulled over on the 118 and made their way down to the uh, east of the 210 turn around came back to 118
3: and then started to well, here to go off the freeway
2: yeah, and right at the right
3: Soto. And goes off the freeway at a high rate of speed and then just kind of stops in the middle of that intersection four five suv black and white chp cruisers pull up behind officers get out open their driver's side door guns drawn as i assume they're giving this woman we we think it's a woman uh the the verbal commands you know that we were used to hands out the window and then they slowly get them to come out of the car um on the on the ground there and the whole bit well it seemed like they were giving her verbal directions. We didn't see her hands out the window or anything. And then she takes off again.
2: Uh, the helicopters that were following this ran up against a temporary flight restriction somewhere in the West Valley there. So as the car made its way down to Soto, across Van Owen, and then up Topanga, they lost it, at least originally. And, uh, looks like the different TV stations are all trying to figure out exactly where they are. Uh, there is a black Hyundai that pulled into an America's tire store. That's
3: not your kid's tire store, is it? It
2: is not. Good. Um, and it looks like the CHP officers have now pulled into that same tire store. It's not clear if that's the car that they were looking for, but they may be in the same position that these helicopters are. Um... It appeared that there was a woman in the driver's seat, at least according to us. Um, and now they're behind a U.S. bank sign, so we can't see. But there are three officers now that have gotten to that car and are apparently taking somebody into custody. The doors are open.
3: Oh, yeah. There, there, there she is, wearing a bright red shirt. That's an interesting choice to stop at America's Tire. Maybe oh. she uh, ran into a problem with a... The- the the tires. Vehicles.
2: Yeah. Sometimes that light comes on and says, like, you have a flat tire.
0: Carla Marquez would like to note if the driver continued driving,
2: uh, she would have wound up at Hank's Tire, where her boyfriend works. Oh. Farther down Topanga. Juan yes, could have taken Juan, her
3: into custody. Yeah.
2: You know, there's a lot of tire shops right there along Topanga that we could probably talk about. Well, Hank's is the one we need to talk about. Right. But Hank's America's tire. tire Company is a uh, is a premium tire. And uh, they're all about customer service.
3: Mountain View Tire is also pretty
2: good. They are very good. Well, I've got tires at Ramona Tire. So there are three officers now. The woman is standing outside the car, and she's handcuffed, clearly. Uh, but we don't know exactly why she ran or what she was uh, trying to get away from, why she pulled into the America's Tire Store. Some of these mysteries just, uh, will just go unsolved. Maybe she needed an alignment.
3: Wow, they just lost Hank in 2018. Hank's Tire has been around since 1953. Oldest tire dealer and auto repair shop in the San Fernando Valley.
0: It's amazing.
3: You want me to go? You want want more?
0: That's it. That's that's more than enough. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
2: Anyway, we find out more information about what was driving that woman crazy.
3: Hey, we've got a News and Brews coming up, guys. We've yeah. got a news and brews coming up on Friday at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. We
2: begged and pleaded for Harold to let us back. And it's taken a while, but we finally we finally wore him down. So Harold, the owner of HK's Bar and Grill, is allowing us to come back. We'll be there this Friday, just a couple days away from now. 10 a.m. is when the show starts. We'll be there until 2 p.m. Was That's that, was, prime lunchtime for you.
3: Was that the news and brews where that woman got arrested? Or was that a different one that because that could be one reason why Harold hasn't let us back yet?
2: Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I feel like there was nudity. Maybe. not. maybe I think there's been
3: nudity at several of the news and brews.
2: This is going to be the first news and brews of 2020, clearly. But it's the last news and brews. Of what? Until the Iowa caucuses come along on Monday. You and your Iowa caucuses. Um, they're going to have some specials out there for you as well. And We'd love it if you would come on out and say hello again. Great time for a four-hour lunch, 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. this Friday for our latest news and brews at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. That's All the information, KFIAM640.com. Use the keyword Gary and Shannon.
3: All right, coming up next, Tasty Tuesday. Neil Savedro will jump on with us, and we will talk about bat soup. Good or bad?
2: Good or bad.
0: You, Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640,
2: live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Stories that we've been following, of course, one that broke right before we took air today, that Fotis Dulos, a guy accused of killing his wife, his estranged wife, back in May, apparently tried to commit suicide today. The original report was that he was successful. Now they're saying that they did find a pulse. They're trying to keep him alive by taking him to a hyperbaric chamber at a hospital, I think, in the Bronx. Uh, The NTSB and the L.A. County Coroner's Office say they have recovered all nine bodies from the helicopter crash over Calabasas on Sunday. They killed Kobe Bryant and eight other people and uh, still checking out some of the damage reported from Jamaica and Cuba after a massive earthquake, 7.7 earthquake uh, between those two islands earlier today uh, in the uh, Caribbean.
3: Hundreds of people continue to go to Staples Center uh, to see the memorial, to be with each other. Of course, the Lakers-Clippers game was supposed to be this evening. That's been postponed. Lakers haven't even put out a statement. No. I mean, that just is so telling about how hurt as an organization they are.
2: Not even a, mem- a memorial of any kind. It's. I mean, the last tweet was Saturday night to celebrate the fact that LeBron James had surpassed Kobe in the all-time scorers list, but... That was it. Outside of a statement that just says tonight's game is postponed, they haven't done anything, uh, at least not on their Twitter account.
3: Hey, Nick. Yeah, Shannon. What is the best way to burn vegetables?
1: I don't know what.
2: Roast them.
3: Get it? Listen, I don't write this stuff, all right? So y'all can save your look.
1: Let me teach you. You're the it. gatekeeper. <laughs> 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 That's a callback.
2: That's good. Uh, Neil Savedra, host of the Fork Report, you hear him Saturdays right here on KFI. He joins us to talk all things food on these Tasty Tuesdays. Neil, how are you, brother?
4: Hey, folks. How are you? Super. You know, I was enjoying all the tire talk. Um, oh yeah,
2: <laughs> but you know. uh, a history of tire shops in the West San Fernando there, Valley. There
3: was one time we had uh, we had a super segment, no commercials, and I don't know what was going Ikea. on. IKEA.
2: We were talking about the opening of the new IKEA. Okay, here yeah, in Burbank.
3: I think that we didn't know we had a super segment, and so then we uh, so we had like ten minutes to kill, and so I pulled up the the Wikipedia page on like the biggest. Buildings with usable space in the continental U.S. and we nice. just started going down that list.
2: Coming in at number four with four million five hundred and eighty-seven thousand six hundred and nineteen square feet, that, the Pentagon. That
3: was that was in the beginning of the show when we didn't know what we were doing a lot.
4: <laughs> and clearly, we've learned. Yeah. I'd listen to that. Uh, yeah, you were the only one. That's for sure. Oh, Conway has made a living off of that. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't talk smack about it.
3: Oh, my God. It. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, um, so <laughs> bat soup. You like uh, it or hate it? Is it uh, safe?
4: You know, it's a heart transition. <laughs> <laughs> this starts out with something called uh, zoonotic diseases. And the best example, I think, that we'd all know is rabies. That's mm. These are diseases that are transferred from animals to human or vice versa. Um, But uh, rabies is one that we all, you know, as a kid, you would hear about, don't get rabies, or uh, you're going to have to get a shot in your belly or something like that from a four-foot needle. Um, But the reason why this bat soup is a concern is because it's a delicacy in Wuhan, where the coronavirus uh, has uh, come from. So it's... uh, a lot of people are concerned about it because this is a soup that's made of bat broth and yeah. the dead animal right. is served in the broth.
3: The dead animal is kind of perched on the side. Uh, Nick likened it to a, a lemon wedge. Uh, it's almost like a, a garnish,
4: <laughs> you know, as it as it were. Sometimes that's one way of preparation. There's another way. Well, it's, well it is actually – um skinned from the head down, and then it is opened, the carcass is opened, and the f- meat is pulled from, it, it's sitting in the soup like a mm. sauna, mm. and you pull the meat from the inside of the animal. And it's got a grimace on its face, and its wings are kind of tucked up. Um, it's It's different.
3: It's... <clears throat> It's a delicacy, you know, And There's in Palau. a lot of
4: weird delicacies.
2: I was just going to uh, say, just because you say east. it's a delicacy doesn't actually make it. I think
4: that's how they sell some of this stuff. It's a delicacy.
3: Right. Here, have some brains. It's a you know, delicacy.
4: Fish poop. It's yeah. a delicacy. Have a
3: snail. Delicacy.
4: Um, yeah, it just, it, the world has different places. I remember crossing the border from Thailand into Burma uh, uh, with my wife, Tracy, And the guy, and basically it was like uh, a wood sort of hutch or something that you walked through. And one security guard with his shirt opened um, all the way and the hat on crooked with a hissing uh, Madagascar hissing cockroach on a string flying around him Mm -hmm. that he was holding. And then we went in and there was nothing but like this little bazaar. Nothing but monkey heads for sale. And I just said, you know, people are different. You do you. Yeah, exactly. Had a couple, you know, went in Rome and had a couple of monkey heads. And no, I never eat monkey. But uh, different people (laughs) have different things. The concern (laughs) is there has been a computer model that kind of looked at the proteins and the possibility of bats transferring this because there is a disease that bats have that is similar um, some scientists have come out saying eh, they don't think that the model is, um, you know, uh, completely accurate. But personally, as your neighborhood fork reporter, I'd say stay away from bat soup.
2: Well, first of all, thank you for that because there mm-hmm. was a time where I was about to eat bat soup, and I'd I'm here for you. Consider I just put my ladle down, so um, don't have to worry about that as yeah. much.
3: But who thought, like, what chef is preparing the bat soup and the broth and the meat and the broth and everything and then thought, huh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the carcass and just balance it on the side of the bowl here.
4: Well, okay. I know that seems strange, but think of it this way. The images, whether you've seen them in real life in Hawaii uh, or um, at a big-time barbecue, of the suckling pig – with an apple in its mouth uh-huh. the full and people are taking I, I don't know if you've done that i have where i've actually pulled the pork off the body of the pig at a big roast and it's got the head on we eat fish with the head on not we kimosa well not you're all right. of, but but there are some of us that do i mean if you go to thailand they serve the fish with the head on so um it, we we do it in different ways Um, You can go. There's places in Orange County, in LA County. There are places in Ventura County where you can go and get a half a pig head, because everyone knows the flavors in the cheeks. Mm. So um, you can get half a or a whole pig head roasted and brought to your table, and you eat off of the face. Neil, I love you. I'm just saying. Did you learn that in prison? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the stuff i learned in prison i don't talk about on the air <sighs> all
2: That's right too we, bad. we come back a uh, big weekend for food uh, not only is it the super bowl of super bowls it's the super bowl of food and snacks as well
3: guys i just saw uh nobody cares about this but ticket sales look like it's going to be a 49er home crowd they're saying that there was a many many more people that bought tickets in california than in you know kansas city
2: missouri I don't believe that, but... Um,
3: you don't believe the the numbers and the data from StubHub?
4: No. That's science. You
3: think they're are, lying to are you? Are you going, Shannon? I am.
4: Wow. That is going to be a rough day for you, I'm guessing.
3: No, we're going to win. I'm so confident. No, I'm
4: not worried. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about uh, the food, the salty food, the beer. <laughs> uh, the, the last time day. I
3: went to the Super Bowl, uh, I drank one Bud Light the entire day. Monday off?
4: It was four gallons, but it was just no, one of them. No,
3: I mean, I'm serious about this stuff.
4: Yeah, I wonder how many calories you burn holding up one finger as number one for <laughs> all lot.
2: the photos. A lot. Yeah.
4: A lot. Okay, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Food <dumb>. stuff. <laughs> Neil
2: Saavedra, host of The Fork Report, has joined us. Gary and Shanna will continue. I'll
0: start out my hair. I'm on a cover myself with the ashes of you. And nobody's gonna give a damn. Son of a bitch! Give me a drink. One I'm
3: Couple things. Son of a bitch! I'm retweeting Michelle's tweet about Michael Bloomberg not knowing how to pet a dog.
2: It's a pretty funny video. Did you hear the Michael Douglas commercial where he endorses Michael Bloomberg? No. I'm Michael Douglas. I've played a president. No, that's not for real. I guarantee you. Oh, God. And then Michael Bloomberg's weird little voice goes, I'm Michael Bloomberg.
3: Here's another thing. Good morning, America. Tomorrow, the fiance of Aaron Hernandez is going to be speaking about rumors over his sexuality. That's going to be.
2: Rumors? That Netflix documentary made it pretty clear that he was, uh, you know, he had some. He had some. Time sometimes with the, his buddies.
3: Marianne wrote to us on Twitter. Uh, when my father was in Venezuela back in the 60s, he went to a restaurant where they served live monkey brains. The, they would cut the skull off the top of the head, chain the monkey under the table, and the head would stick up in the center so you could all eat it. Holy hell. Okay, that sounds now, like Indiana Jones or something. You
4: know, that was a thing for a while. Which part of it? Chaining the monkeys under the no, table? That, or? that was an actual dish. Yeah, I've heard ha- about that. And and there was, you know, there was a a video series. It goes back before uh, even you know uh, DVDs or anything. And there was a video series that was passed around on VHS called Faces of Death. Oh yeah. And Now you can watch this stuff everywhere. It's totally normal to see it. But back then, um, you know, I walked in on one of my friends, uh, you know, at his house, and he's watching this. And most of it was just like shootouts with cops and stuff like that. But um, one of the scenes was people eating monkey brain, and I remember just thinking that is God. I don't don't care what your culture is. That is god awful. You're eating the animal alive. Oh my God. Um, and uh, yeah, and they did it exactly like uh, like was the, what was described is a hole in the table, and they'd kind of uh, you know push the the top of the cranium up and the the bone was cut away and the skull was removed, um, and they ate from it. This, this, you know, spoons and stuff like that. Eating from it, it just was horrific.
2: I just feel like I want my food to be cleaner than that. It seems like it's messy.
4: You don't get it much cleaner than uh, alive. Well, they have oh, like boy. sweet shrimp is um, about as close as you'll get to alive. You know, it's. I don't know if you've ever had sweet shrimp. Like at a London. sushi place? Yeah. And, yeah? And it's usually served omakase. uh uh-huh. and, and it's...
3: I've eaten a live shrimp. Is that what you're telling me?
4: Well, <laughs> you, you didn't notice that it actually changed texture and no. flavor as you were consuming it? No. Oh, God. Yeah, it's...
0: Uh... it's oh, not... oh well, man! Let me... Well,
4: hold on a second. It, it, that, I, that's not completely true, but it is about the closest thing that you'd get here in the States.
2: Well, there's no sweet shrimp on my Super Bowl menu, that's for sure.
4: Yeah. Ugh. But <laughs> I'm depressed. depressed. God. It's not like you're cutting the head off and eating its brain.
3: No, that's true.
4: Um, here's the, the what I always give tip. People say, what, what should <laughs> I have at my Super Bowl? I say meat, cheese, and bread in different configurations. Um, so that bread can be puff pastry. That bread can be a pretzel. That bread can be a chip. Um, but basically that's it.
3: Is your wife doing that uh, pulled pork Hawaiian bun thing?
4: My, uh, my wife does not. Um,
3: oh no, Gary's wife.
2: Oh,
4: <laughs> oh my wife. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I mean, it doesn't matter cause I won't be there,
2: but yeah, that so was good. You care? They're really care? good. You don't care.
4: Maybe she could wrap some <laughs> up in a little bag and mail them and you can have them when you get home.
0: Yeah, yeah. maybe,
2: maybe. Maybe she doesn't get to dictate what goes on at my Super Bowl party if she's not going (laughs) to go. But hold on a second. I want to go back to something. You said my bread can come in the form of a chip?
4: Well, yes. I'm saying that it's basically what I mean by bread is uh, a crunchy starch or a a doughy starch. So – if you are having, like, a potato chip or something, I'm putting that in the bread category, even though it is not oh, technically okay. a bread. I'm saying that those are the basic food groups when it comes to this. You can have yourself um, your vegetable uh, plate, if you wish. Yeah, the one that um, goes uneaten. Yeah, well, I think, actually, the one thing I think is good is that it's a great palate cleanser. Because if you're having a lot of fatty stuff, um, you know, the, the bubbles in beer, is it will clear a lot of that off. But... to have a couple carrots and you know maybe an onion dip or something like that or a ranch dressing dip uh it's not going to hurt anybody and it's there if people get a little full and they want to just nibble on something um keep in mind you're going for the whole game so don't you know blow everything out at at the first half or anything like that you want to you got to, to space it out. out now, now yeah. my
2: wife is really good at that part of the planning portion of it because and she that's, does the hard part right and she cuz she's not you know i mean she cares she does own a 49ers hat so i mean she'll be watching the game but she's also going to be more attentive to oh the that n- annoying bell sound is the oven timer going off for the last 10 minutes telling us that the whatever the jalapeno poppers are done or
4: something i would never be able to pay attention to both things I think you you could (laughs) do a lot with puff pastry as well. So keep in mind, you can buy it in the freezer section at your grocer, like uh, Pepperidge Farm or something like that. But really good stuff, I would go to like uh, a Super King market. They have like 10 different kinds and different shapes and everything like that. Um, Also, you can find them at Trader Joe's has a great Puff pastry, pre-made puff pastry dough that uh, is made with real butter, which is also good. It can be frozen, thawed out in 20, 30 minutes, and you can make everything with that. I mean, you make your own hot pockets. You can make your uh, pigs or anything else rolled in a blanket. A lot of this stuff you really can, you know, pull together uh, pretty simply. You don't have to go nuts. You can do it in your... um, in your Instapot or you can do it uh instant pot rather, or you can do it in your slow cooker. There's so many things that you can do to take the heat off of having to have get everything off, like that nightmare you just described, uh, Gary, <laughs> about having to, to worry about all of that. There's stuff that you can pre prep, get it out, and then spend time on, you know, your your show dishes, the ones that are gonna be wow moments, like the the pulled pork sandwich. And just
2: quickly, if I was going to do the monkey brain thing, would I get like a five inch hole saw, or should I go a six inch hole saw for the hole in the table?
4: Actually, um for for the hole in the table. Oh, because I was going to say that it's much different to cut a cranium. Uh, but yes, I would go with a six inch. It's the same thing you use to put up uh, uh, inset ceiling lights. Oh my Excellent. god, you guys, that's Excellent terrible. Point. Neil, thank you. Put, little put Shannon in it and take a picture. <laughs>
2: <laughs> put shannon in the monkey hole <laughs> neil savedra oh, oh, boy. <laughs> most of the oh. fork report You're thank get in you trouble for that
3: <laughs> i got in trouble for the exotic meat
2: john and ken up next <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow stay dry everybody blessings so this is over yes gary and shannon
6: and it's not something to clap about it's sad